0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, We're talking scrimmage today. Scrimmage, yay! Um, A rarity around these parts, around Michigan State football. Uh, The offense wins back-to-back scrimmages. uh, And this one in exciting fashion as they... Tend to be. Uh, we're going to talk about that, uh, what it means, if it means anything. Um, we'll talk about Mike Tressel, defensive coordinator Mike Tressel, uh, addressed the media after practice yesterday. We'll talk about his comments. Got some uh, quotes from Brian LaWorke uh, as well that I want to talk about a little bit. So that's the plan for today's show, just kind of focusing on this scrimmage. Um, You know, And the little bits of details (laughs) that we have coming out of it. So we'll do that in just a minute here. First, rate, review, subscribe. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. And if you would be so kind, head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating uh, on this podcast. Leave a review if you so choose. I always like to go read those every couple of weeks. So leave me one of those, uh, and I will be forever grateful. Uh, Also, you can check out my written words. If you like hearing me talk, uh, you'll like me writing even better because it's the exact same thing, except you don't have to hear this awful, annoying voice. So SpartansWire.usatoday.com is where you can check out my work. You can also follow me on Twitter at Will underscore underscore Hunter, 1L2 underscores. We recently did uh, Goat Week over at Spartanswire where we uh, talked about our favorite breeds of goat. No, that's not true. Uh, We did Goat Week, greatest of all time, coaches, teams, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, defensive players, on and on and on. Uh, And it was uh, a big success. We had a a ton of interest in the pieces, and we have a recap up too as well. So if you want to read those, uh, go back there and and check them out, spartanswire.usatoday.com. All right, I think that is it for homework. Oh, yeah, email the show, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. A few more days here of people uh, being able to join the show to give game-by-game predictions. We'll have one of those Thursday from a listener. Uh, if you want to do that, you've got a couple of days here. Email me, and we'll uh, get something put together. All right, let's talk about this scrimmage. So Michigan State offense uh, wins. It's second scrimmage in a row back to back scrimmage wins. Uh, this one 49 to 48 coming down to a game winning field goal drive uh, from the offense. is not it weird how all these scrimmages always seem to just come down to the last drive? that's so cool wow, you this must be just some crazy coincidence. um no uh, every game. Every scrimmage in Michigan State has always comes down to a game winning situation. It's a wonderful way to practice those things. You got to, you know, run out, get the field goal unit out there as quick as possible. You got 37 seconds to go 40 yards. You got one timeout. You got to get inbounds. You got to go fast, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so, you know, the the, the offense wins this scrimmage 49 48. Uh, the first thing uh, I want to do is temper. Your reaction to those numbers, a couple of reasons, modified scoring system, Uh, we know that, we don't know what the modified scoring system is, we just know it's not actual football scoring, Um, so that's something to take into consideration, so we don't know the 49, I mean you would assume 7 touchdowns, 7 extra points, pretty straightforward there, but you never know. Uh, And then the 48, we, of course, don't know if that is because they had four or five interceptions uh, or what. The other thing, and this is the key here, and it's something that we can easily sort of pull out of some quotes that we'll get to later. Um, We don't know how the offense scored these points. We don't know what sort of situations were, um, you know, the defense was put in, what, you know, D'Antonio likes to start scrimmages with some points on the board for the defense. We don't know if it was 28 points, 21 points, 27 points, 14-17. We don't know. They like to mix things up. There's weird scores. We just don't know at all what they were truly practicing because it's totally closed off and nobody talks about it. They didn't release any statistics. That's something they haven't been doing lately. And so it's really hard to pull anything major uh, from the idea that the the offense maybe possibly scored seven touchdowns uh, against the defense. We don't know if this was ones versus ones, one versus twos, twos versus ones, threes versus threes, w- you know, a mix of all these things, you know. Uh, it's just, it, it's kind of a mystery. It's fun to see that kind of number. And after having them score 38 last week, you're like, oh, hey, all right, getting things moving is just. Is the defense okay? Do we need to move to the Big Twelve? Like, what is That's a credit to Joe Wilson for that joke. Do we need to move to the Big Twelve or something? Like, what is going on here? Uh, I think if they actually sort of played it out and did like a as much of a simulated game as they could, uh, it'd probably be like. I don't know three points for the offense, and I don't know how you would really calculate the defense without a modified scoring system, but um, something to three would be my guess. Just uh, it's it's a, it's a newish system. We're still early. The defense is returning everybody. The offense is in flux. The defense is miles and miles and miles ahead of where this offense is. Uh, if the offense was anywhere near the defense, Michigan State would be in line to run the table and go to the playoff. <laughs> like you got a top 5 defense if you had a top 15 top 20 offense to go with it, uh you're one of the best teams in college football and they just don't have that. And they're not going to have that this season. The hope is to get to something closer to average, maybe even slightly above average. So yeah, they got to use this modified scoring system. They got to put the defense in difficult spots. They got to run the ones on offense against the twos on defense. Uh, to keep this thing close, to put the players in uh, pressure situations, to make a game-winning kick, make a game-winning throw, make a game-winning block, make a game-winning catch uh, with not a lot of time on the uh, on the clock, with I guess as much pressure as you can really sort of uh, simulate <laughs> in an empty stadium that generally holds 70-something thousand people. Um, that's sort of the purpose of these scrimmages, is to get some live action, live-ish action, Uh, and put these guys in different situations where they'll have to react and respond uh, to different things. So no specifics on names either. Um, That's because, you know, Mark D'Antonio didn't talk to the media and occasionally he'll do something like, Oh, you know, Anthony Williams Jr. looked good. I thought so-and-so caught the ball. Well, Brian, Brian threw it. Brian was sharp. Bare minimum stuff. We didn't even get that yet. Um, And I'm sure, D'Antonio will be asked uh, at the next media availability that he is at. So uh, yeah, not a lot of information coming out aside from the score here. Uh, And I bet if they would have preferred, (laughs) if they had their way, we wouldn't even have gotten the score. Um, Who knows? Maybe they like the fact that there's big numbers that are pushing 50 uh, coming out of these scrimmages and. I don't know. It, it maybe the the fans will get excited over a forty nine forty eight scrimmage, but it, I, I just there's just not a lot to talk about uh, that we could take from factually from the that result. So, but there are things actually uh, I think worth talking about from this. Um, aside from no injuries that we know of, which is good. Uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, you know, defensive coordinator Mike Tressel. Uh, said that I thought were interesting and a couple of things that Brian lower, he said that I thought were interesting. So we'll get to those, uh, after this quick commercial break guys, if you're playing locked on fan, if you're playing fantasy football, you know what? Let's just rewind that. Let's just rewind the wheels, go back a little bit and act like none of that ever even happened. Let me just adjust the microphone there. Make sure we're in a good spot. Yeah. Don't mind me. Not going to edit any of this out. Okay, let's go. Guys, if you're playing fantasy football this season, you need to be listening to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same shows as everyone else because then you're just getting the same information. If everyone has the same information, how are you going to differentiate? You're not. You can't. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and keep you ahead all season long. Locked On Fantasy Football can be found on your favorite podcast provider. All right, welcome back to another segment. I don't know why I just did the intro for the entire show. I'm struggling today, guys. Struggling. Um, Welcome back to another segment of Locked on Spartans, segment two. Let's talk about some of these Mike Trestle quotes. First, it's very interesting that Mike Trestle um, did this media availability. Uh, We know D'Antonio was around. Meet the Spartans took place a couple hours after this, so I don't think it was anything like that. Uh, I, w- I wonder if it was maybe just because the story came out like, so I'm, I'm recording this. It's 10 20 Monday night. Uh, the story came out earlier today, Monday morning, uh, about the contracts for the offensive assistance being shuffled, uh, being amended quick reminder, The offensive staff is now on a one-year rolling contract instead of two-year rolling contracts. Uh, Nobody on the offensive staff got a raise, so uh, it's just a little bit less security, a little bit easier for Michigan State to potentially move on from these assistants, which kind of puts them on the hot seat, turns up the pressure a little bit, and just lets them know, like, hey, if you don't produce, this could get real, real quick. Uh, and then you you add with that the defensive staff all got uh, raises in their their same two year rolling contract, so no, you know, uh, I guess punishment it, it would be a proper word, no sort of contractual punishment for them. Whereas the offensive staff kind of got put on notice there, so I think that may have played a role into it. Uh, that's not a story that was reported released by Michigan State. That was something that was. Uh, dug out by some reporting from the USA Today Network and then through the the Free Press, um, which are all owned by Gannett, so part of the same company there, uh, but was ultimately reported by the Detroit Free Press, uh, Chris Solari, the the Michigan State beat reporter, and I'm totally blanking on who he wrote it with. I I don't have it up, and I apologize to that person, but uh, they reported it, and so I, I wonder if that story... Getting subtraction, making some news, being uh, certainly very interesting uh, and a bit of a departure from the D'Antonio that decided not to fire anybody and sort of kept him around. Like that was a real buddy buddy move. And it was like, hey, I'm going to keep you, but I'm just going to shorten your leash in half. Um, so that I, I think is important context. And I wonder if D'Antonio did not talk to media yesterday uh, after practice because that story came out that day. Maybe they wanted more time to uh, address the assistants. You know, they're working all day. They're going through practice. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're doing the other. Uh, And I'm sure at some point somebody uh, approached Antonio, uh, whether it was during practice, before practice, after practice, during a break and said, hey, just so you know, this story's out there. Uh, and then they, they made the plan to not talk to the media, and then we'll talk about it next media availability, something like that. Totally possible. Don't know if it's true. Maybe he had a doctor's appointment. I have no idea. But it was just interesting that uh, D'Antonio, who generally always does these types of press conference or not press conferences, press availabilities, uh, was not there for this one, It said it was Mike Tressel. Uh, I thought Tressel's had some interesting quotes. Uh, I'm just going to read some here uh we got we put uh there it is we get put in a lot of tough situations which is what we want we really limit a lot of our top guys reps just trying to be smart but a lot of the guys that we're going to need to play at various times throughout the year got a lot of turns I thought it went well so you know I don't think Mike Trestle watched his team watched his defense just give up 49 points uh in a mano mano scenario that uh that to me seems pretty obvious i think uh, a lot of uh changing uh the quick change scenarios uh, all right interception offense has the ball at the 20 get out there and get a stop stuff like that uh where you are kind of put uh back against the ball oh you know <laughs> someone returned a punt down to our 7 yard line get a stop we just fumbled the ball at the 5 yard line they got it. They recovered it. Don't let them score a touchdown. And so <clears throat> getting put in those really tough situations is great for the defense. And it's good for the offense, too, to be able to get out there and have to finish a drive, um, take advantage of those types of things. I, I can just remember now how many times the Michigan State defense would make a big play, get a stop, get the offense in great field position from the 30-30, uh, or something like that, the opponent's 30, and they would come out of it with a field goal. They would gain seven yards and kick a field goal. Uh, and that stuff is uh, really important. Uh, those four points, the difference between a field goal and a touchdown and those turnovers, points off turnovers, is huge. If you're going to have a turnover margin that is somewhat near even, which is what Michigan State's ended up being last year, I think they were a plus one. If you're going to have that, uh, if you're not going to take advantage of the turnovers, <laughs> that's going to make really difficult to win and so it's good for the offense to be able to uh, do stuff like that take advantage of the 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 good fortunate situations are they are put in and score points against uh, what is uh, you know still a really good defense even if they're mixing ones and twos some threes bringing in guys rotating like uh, Trestle alluded to there that's good for the offense to sort of get things going get some confidence going and yet Trestle uh, as I just you know sort of alluded to there Sounded like uh, a lot of backups played, uh, and that's good. You know, the 22 starters thing is is sort of the goal right now for the defense. Uh, we know what Joe Bocci can do. We know what Kenny Willekes can do. We know what Rayquan Williams, the Panjou, like. We know what these guys are, what they can do. There's certainly guys you want to see Xavier Henderson get some of these reps. Uh, you want to see a, a guy like Kalon Gervin, who's maybe that fifth defensive back, sixth defensive defensive back, get some reps. Um but there's a lot of guys uh, with a lot of playing experience who don't need to spend a ton of time in the scrimmage. So that's, uh, that's all pretty square and it makes a lot of sense from sort of that approach. But uh, Trestle did have some nice things to say uh, about the offense and the steps they've taken. He said they made a lot of progress. There's no doubt about it. Their confidence has progressed a whole lot. Their leadership has progressed a whole lot. From our perspective, yeah, we want to win every single scrimmage, but we also know Coach D'Antonio has a way of making sure that they're competitive down to the bitter end. It usually comes down to whatever happens on that last series. They got us. Um, so, yeah, a lot in that quote. Some of it is just sort of rehashing what we just talked about, but I, I like that Trestle is willing to publicly say that. Um, you know, just like, I don't think, you know, what's he supposed to say? Um you know, I think if it was a tepid response, <clears throat> yeah. You know, they're they're a work in progress. They're getting after it. They're working hard, and they're improving every day. Maybe that's like a, a more tepid response that wouldn't be as well received. But you know, they've made a lot of progress. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the confidence and leadership. You know, maybe he's just sort of throwing generic cliches out there. But I kind of see that as like, yeah. The, the, this is how I'm reading that quote. Yeah, they're not great yet, but they are getting better. They are looking like there's something there. It's Just some sort of in that ballpark, right? Not not too good, not too bad, keeping it sort of like expectations in line and just sort of understanding like, hey, there's some good stuff here. It's It's different. They're getting used to it. They're working on it. We on the defense are an absolute well-oiled machine primed to be one of the best units in the entire country on either side of the ball we understand that they're not at our level we hope they can get to our level in the next five years (laughs) like that's the timeline we're hoping this year they can start taking steps in that direction that's the goal to get from the 115th best offense to the 80th best offense and then next year the 50th and then the 40th and then the 25th and then the 15th and then you're in business um I think they kind of understand that. Yeah, the offense wants to be good right away. Um but they I think it's going to take some time. Time for, you know, consistent improvements overall just like a new system for all this stuff to really work out. That's going to take time to grow the offense to a level where they are able to be competitive with the defense year in and year out. You know, I think 2014 is the only year where the the offense was actually better than the defense, and that offense had 10 or 11 future NFL players on it. Uh, Like 10 of which, if they had 11 NFL players, 10 of them were were draft picks. Um, Just a crazy loaded team. And the other side of the ball, for there's just not even a bad defense. It was like the 10th best offense and the 25th best defense. It was just a great team. Um, so it's just going to take time to sort of bring this all back around. It's just going to take time for the offense to catch up. I think Trestle's quotes kind of uh, illuminate that a little bit and uh, that there is improvements being made. Um, yes, the defense is sort of the the bully on the block right now, and they're putting the offense into favorable scenarios to challenge the defense, um, but also to try to build the confidence of the offense to try to cash in on some of these plays to try to make them believe that, hey, we can play good football, we can score on this defense, we can score on any defense. Uh, You know, this is is working. We're turning the ship around. We're getting back on track. We're going to be an effective offense. And that, at this time of the year, is kind of... All you can really ask for, because we're not going to get a whole lot of information as it relates to anything else. All right, let's take a break right there. When we get back, uh, we'll go over Brian Lewerke's quotes uh, about the scrimmage. I'll give some thoughts on that. Guys, been telling you about the new Locked On NFL podcast. You need to check it out. If you're looking for a daily NFL podcast, Locked On NFL is the show for you. It is one of the most listened to NFL shows in all of podcasting. You get the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and the wonderful hosting by Brian Peacock. Locked on NFL is your daily national podcast on all NFL. <laughs> Excuse me, on all things NFL. Subscribe to Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. All right, welcome back to Segment 3 of today's Lockdown Spartans. Uh, let's talk about these Brian Lewerke quotes from the scrimmage, uh, which, you know, pretty similar to the the first one. Uh, he said, I think we played solid, but probably wasn't as clean as the first one, but it was still good. Uh, we kind of just started off slow, the offense did, and then we picked it up at the end. Uh, the defense had a good start. Um, you know, when you combine that with the other quotes about the, the ones on the defense uh, not staying in long getting some additional rest you you could draw the conclusion that you know the one started things off the defense got the better of the offense a couple of times and sort of just 1v1 like all right let's see where you're at scenarios which again completely expected completely understandable if the offense was beating the defense right now and just straight up Let's go play football. And the offense was consistently scoring on the defense. Like, then Michigan State's one of the three best teams in the country. Um, that's just not happening. And that's not something we should expect to happen. So it seems like, uh, maybe the defense, uh, like Loworky said, got off to a good start. Maybe the ones were doing really well against the other ones. Uh, you start bringing in some other players from the, 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 the two deep, the three deep on the defensive side of the ball, and you work some guys in on offense as well. Maybe put the defense in some tougher scenarios uh, as well, and then kind of go from there. I don't think, you know, if Michigan State's ones just lined up against each other in scrimmage for a while, uh, and the defense was just consistently kind of getting the better of the offense, and the offense was just trying and struggling, like getting a drive going, maybe two drives, trying to get into scoring position, um, you know, like a typical offense does against Michigan State's defense. I don't think that's really beneficial for the offense. I think it's better this way for the, the reasons we just talked about uh, in the last segment, building of the confidence, cashing in these drives, putting the defense in tough situations uh, and making them have to really earn it because there, there are times every single season when defenses are going to be put into really precarious spots by their offense, uh, making a mistake. And they got to be able to be used to that and be able to make a stop uh, when it comes down to that. So, uh, yeah, looks like the the ones may have had the better of things on defense uh, in a more straight up type thing. And then you start doing the funky stuff that D'Antonio likes to do, trying to get the offense back into it, making sure it comes down to uh, a final play. Maybe <laughs> there was like a 14 point touchdown in there at some point. We have absolutely no idea. Maybe the the game winning field goal. Maybe it was forty eight to thirty, and the game winning field goal was for nineteen points. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was something that extreme. I've heard some funny stories about just like how quirky things get uh, with these things, just to try to make it uh, sort of a winner takes all finish thing. So, uh, but Lurky said that he also said uh, in sort of an evaluation of himself uh, that he was good, solid overall. Um, said it feels good to, to win the second scrimmage, but it's just practice, you know, game scenarios, you're going to be going against different defenses that you haven't been going against for a while, so you've got to learn something new in a game. Uh, it's definitely a good start, I would say. Uh, you know, it's good to have positive quotes coming out from the workie. Uh, again, I don't think, you know, can't really foresee a scenario where he would get too negative, but um, he's someone just the, the few times that I've seen him talk, So far uh, as someone who has seemed genuinely confident, who has seemed uh, to have grown up a bit over the last year, not that he was immature uh, or anything like that, but it's just really, uh, I don't know, got dealt some perspective, got dealt some reality, got dealt a pretty crappy year uh, and and sort of came through it with a renewed perspective with a tougher skin, uh, a better ability to withstand criticism a better ability to a better resolve we'll we'll put it that way and I think he is someone just like I said seeing him talk seeing him in person uh, I think he has kind of got this quiet confidence about him uh, sort of a very mature leader confidence if you if you want to put it that way Uh, very sure of himself and and you know it's good to see these quotes coming from him Uh, not that I think he would like lie about this, but you can kind of tell when guys are eh, uh, about things, but uh, the body language and stuff like that, especially at media days when he was staring down almost every media person in the room and was just like happy to be there and was just like, yeah, let's do this. Um, Yeah. I I think uh, I'm buying in on these quotes that, Lewerke and the offense are starting to build some confidence that he's feeling good that they're doing positive things he even admitted it wasn't as sharp as the first one um, but they still were able to, to get some things going you know maybe the defense came out a little hot because they were mad about losing the first scrimmage these are super competitive dudes and as much as they're a team, they're still sort of offense versus defense. the offense always wants to win the defense always wants to win uh you know the offense gets the better of them maybe the defense came up with a little something extra for a scrimmage uh, and got out to that hot start uh but it sounds like the offense was able to regroup and rally and so that's important uh as well, sort of having that that resolve within you know it's just a scrimmage, but uh having the ability. To bounce back after getting kind of walloped, it sounds like, uh, in the first couple of drives. So, again, not a ton we're taking away from the scrimmage, right? We're not looking at the 49 points and thinking much of it. Uh, We're not worrying about the defense. We're not uh, buying too much stock in the offense. Uh, I shouldn't say we. I shouldn't really speak for you. I'm not buying too much stock in the offense yet. I'm not worried about the defense. Um, I'm glad to see that Lewerke's looking good, feeling good. Glad to hear he's, he's looking good. Uh, glad there are no injuries and just sort of everything seems to be going to plan. They're trying to build the confidence of the offense. There are good players on that side of the ball. They just went through a crappy season. They need to sort of get to a point where they're confident in the new system whatever the changes uh, are going to be that they're ready to go out and run it against Tulsa and start the season off with a, a good performance. Cause if they can go out and like put up 38, e- even if it's 38, not even something into the forties or absurd, like fifties or something crazy like that. Like if they can score mid thirties against Tulsa, mid to high thirties uh, do some positive things. And you know, yes, it's Tulsa, but if they can get started on that right foot, uh, take that into the western game and then into the Arizona State game, you know maybe they can <clears throat> get to a point where they're they're really feeling good, they're rolling and they're more than just uh, you know a middling offense that is uh, at times an anchor. I don't think they're gonna be an anchor unit this season. I think they will get much closer to average um, and if, if the system is something that is smart, It is It works and it's really something, you know, Brad Salem or Brian Salem, Brad Salem, sorry, Brad Salem ends up being someone with a knack for calling plays uh, and a good offensive coordinator. You know, I think Michigan State can take some real strides on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, that's that's what they need this season. Take some strides, become an average offense to slightly above average. Let the defense and special teams win you a bunch of games uh, and get back to the 10-win threshold, and on we go into the next season. So, seems like everything's going all right so far. Uh, that's good to hear. Looking forward to the, the opener in just 10 days. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening uh, reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Check out my work, SpartansWire.usatoday.com. It is just like this podcast, except for you don't have to hear my terrible voice. Uh, email the show, lockdownspartans@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I think I already said rate, review, subscribe. Uh, so why don't we do this? Why don't we end the show? Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Lockdown Spartans. I'm going to try to get Sheehan on. We'll see if uh, he can do it. Uh, I'm going to try to get Sheehan on for tomorrow's Locked on Spartans, and we'll just do whatever. We'll just make some stuff up and have a good time. So look for that tomorrow morning, uh, and we will see you then.